Father, we pray that you would speak to us now, that we would hear your voice, that we would know your presence. We ask this for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a little three-letter word that can strike terror into the hearts of parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles. It seems that whenever a wee one learns this word for the first time, it then becomes their favourite word. Indeed, their favourite question. A simple conversation can become an endless cycle of answering that question. Daily routines become another opportunity to ask this same question. And I'm sure you know what it is by now. What is it? Why? Why? A routine that is done unthinkingly every day is suddenly challenged. Why do I have to put my socks on? Why do I have to hold your hand when I'm walking up the street? Why? 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 Well, it's good uh, for uh, little children to learn why uh, we do things. Uh, That there's normally a good reason why something has to happen. Uh, It can be helpful for us uh, to have to think about Why we do the things that we do. Think back over the past week. There are things that you have done or things that you haven't done. That if you were to sit down and think, well, why did I do that? Or why did I not do that? You might actually struggle to come up with an answer. Why do we do the things that we do. Now, if we were to focus that question in a little bit tighter, if I were to ask you, why do you pray? I wonder how you would respond. Why do we pray? How would you answer that question? Maybe it's something that you've always done. Something that you were taught in Sunday school to say your prayers or maybe by your bedside when you were really wee. And so you always say them. You've never really thought about why you pray. You just pray. Perhaps you've seen how God has answered your prayers in the past and so that's why you pray. So long as God keeps answering them just the way you want. Or maybe you've thought of another reason why you pray. Or what if you don't actually pray? Why not? Is it that you think that you can get on fine without needing any help from anybody else? That you don't want to need somebody else? Is it that you're too busy? Is it that you maybe don't know how to pray? Well, if that three letter question that why 
has got you thinking about why you pray or why you don't pray, our psalm this morning will help us see why we should pray. Perhaps you'd open it up again at page 544, at psalm number 5. You see, in Psalm 5, David is praying to God. But he doesn't just show us uh, how to pray. He also shows us why we should pray. And in Psalm 5, uh, very conveniently, David gives us five good reasons why we should pray. Now, as we begin, uh, do you see how intense David's prayer Verse 1, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my sighing, listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. He's sighing, he needs help, and so he cries out to God. He is regular in his praying. Look at verse 3. Twice he says in it, in the morning. So in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you. In the morning, every morning. I don't know about you, but that can sometimes be a challenge. Maybe your mornings are jam-packed as you try to get up and out for work. And you think, when would I get time to pray? It can be so tempting to think, I'm just too busy. I haven't got time to pray. To spend half an hour praying to the Lord every morning. And yet there might be time for us to check Facebook or Instagram or whatever it might be. Does God hear our voice in the morning? See, David says, in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. Does God hear our voice? Do we pray? David prayed, here's the first reason, because he expected God to listen and answer. You see how verse 3 ends. David says, in the morning I lay my requests before you. Why? And wait in expectation. Why pray? Well, we'll pray if we expect God to act. If we expect God to answer, then we'll pray. Whereas if we think... God doesn't really care about us. God doesn't really want us bothering him. Because if we think like that, then we won't pray. But if we expect God to act, if we expect God to do something because we pray, then we will pray. So reason number one, because we expect God to act. But more than that, David prays because of God's holiness. 
In verses 4 to 6, David reminds God of what God is like. He says, you are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you, the wicked cannot dwell. You see, it's because God answers prayer that David says these things. David is troubled by some wicked people. People who are arrogant, who are telling lies, who are bloodthirsty and deceitful. And so David reminds God that he should act according to his revealed holiness. Because God is holy, we can pray to him. But you might be thinking to yourself, well, how does that work? You see, if if God doesn't take pleasure in evil, and if the wicked can't dwell with him, then how come David thinks that he can pray to God? Who does David think he is? Is he setting himself up as some sort of holy Jew? Does he reckon that he's good enough to come to God? Well, no. And that brings us to our third reason to pray. In verse 7. David prays because of God's mercy. Look at verse 7 with you if it had said but I will come into your house then David would have been out of place David would also find himself on the wrong side of God's holiness you see it's only by God's mercy that David can come mercy is when God It doesn't give us what we deserve. If we deserve to be punished, if we deserve to be cut off, and yet God welcomes us in, it's only by mercy. And David is recognizing here that he is wicked, just like everybody else. But he can pray because of God's mercy. And it's the only way that we can pray as well. You see, God is not our personal assistant. He's not our slave that we can order about and uh, tell him to do whatever we want him to do. No, God rules over all. And yet he listens to us by his mercy. He removes our wickedness. He receives us in. And so we bow in reverence, in worship. We pray because of God's mercy. David then prays because of his enemies. This is the particular problem uh, that uh, is uh, facing David uh, at this point. And his request is found there in verse 8. Have a look at it. You see, that request in verse 8 would work just as well without that middle line in it. David could quite easily say, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Make straight your way before me. Asking God to lead and guide. To help us to walk in righteousness. You know the way we talk about a, a criminal 
at going straight, uh, leaving that, that crooked path and, and, and going straight. Uh, you might remember uh, if you're uh, of a certain age, or maybe just from the repeats on TV, at the prison comedy show starring Ronnie, ba- uh, Ronnie Barker, not Ronnie Baker, Ronnie Barker. Uh, what was it called? Porridge. Well, a few years ago, there was a sequel made to it, a, a spin-off series. Anyone remember it? It was called Going Straight. A few people remember that. Well done. Going Straight. And what was it all about? It was about his character. I can't even remember his name. Fletcher. Very good. It was a... Well done. It was about Fletcher eventually getting out of prison like 30 years later and trying to adapt to life on the outside, going straight. Well, that's what David asks, to go straight and all the more because of his enemies. You see, they're described there in verse 9. They're entirely crooked. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Uh, Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is in open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. David prays because of his enemies. Because he wants to be different and distinct from them. You see, these sins declare them guilty in the face of a holy God who takes no pleasure in evil. Their intrigues will be their downfall. Other Psalms and Proverbs talk about how they spread a net only to be caught up in it themselves. Or they dig a pit and cover it and then fall into it themselves. These sins are a rebellion against God. They will lead to, uh, as uh, verse 10 says, banishment, being sent away, being excluded, missing out on God's eternal blessing. David prays because of his enemies. And maybe as we hear of what they were like, you're thinking of your own enemies. You're thinking of the people that you know who are a bit like this and and cause bother for you maybe in work. Or maybe a a neighbour that you don't get on with. Or maybe a family member that you just can't stand. Don't be too quick to point the finger at someone else. Because as you might have heard before, when when you point the finger at someone else, there are these three fingers pointing back. You see, these words from verse 9 are picked up by Paul. They're quoted in his letter to the Romans. You maybe recognized them earlier on in our second reading. In Romans 3... Uh, There's a series of quotations from the Old Testament showing that everyone, no matter who they are, whether they're Gentile or Jew, that everyone is under sin. That actually, this is describing us. Our words, our hearts, our throats, our tongues are plagued and marked by sin. 
by nature and choice, we are God's enemies. We deserve to be banished because we are rebels against God's rightful reign. But thankfully, Romans 3 doesn't end at verse 23. It doesn't just say, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that's it. End of story. You see, the good news is that God has made a way. That we can be freely justified by his grace through the redemption that comes through Christ Jesus. We don't deserve it. It's grace and mercy to be turned from rebels to redeemed. And that leads us to the final reason why David prays. David prays because of God's blessing. Verse 11. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them. That those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. There is blessing for all Who take refuge in God. Gladness. Singing for joy. Protection. Rejoicing. And favour. Why do you pray? That's the question that we thought about at the start. And in Psalm 5. We have five good reasons. Why we should pray. Expecting God to listen and act because of God's holiness because of God's mercy because of your enemies and because of God's blessing tomorrow morning whenever you wake whatever time that might be at remember even one of these reasons And use that as your why to pray. Before you get out of bed. Or when you're in the shower. Or when you're waiting for the kettle to boil. So that you get that first cup of tea or coffee that you so desperately need to get started in the morning. Let God hear your voice. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be long. You can even use some of David's words from this psalm or from any of the other psalms. But speak up and pray to God. Why? Because he's listening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Psalm 5. We thank you for these reasons why we should pray. 
Father, we pray that you would help us to uh, remember them, to take them to heart. uh, But more than that, to act on them. Help us to know that you are listening. Help us to call to you. Because you are a God who loves us and cares for us. We ask your blessing on us now. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.